Hi, this is Jeffrey Tucker, and you're listening to the Libertarian Christian Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You might also consider supporting this podcast by sharing it and even donating. LCI needs your help so it can continue creating great content. Welcome to the show that gets Christians thinking about faith and politics. Get ready to challenge the status quo, expand your imagination, and tackle controversy head on. Let's stand together at the intersection of faith and freedom. It's time for the Libertarian Christian Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Libertarian Christian Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. I'm Doug Stewart, and joined with me today is Nick Gosling and Norman Horn. And we are excited to announce something from the Libertarian Christian Institute that we're going to talk about today. And that is we have released our mission, our vision, and our core values uh, on our website. And we're promoting it in social media and, of course, through this podcast. So uh, what is it that we're talking about here? So as an institution, we wanted to come out with a statement on some of the, the things that we stand on that we believe that every Libertarian Christian should be able to affirm. So for many years, we've been uh, promoting the Christian Case for a Free Society on our website and through this podcast. And what we wanted to do was put ourselves out there and say, here's who we are. Here's uh, what we stand for. And we want to make it clear that there is a Christian case for a libertarian perspective uh, on the world. And that those things are compatible with each other and that you can be a Christian and a libertarian. And here's how. And in a way, here is what that means in sort of a, um, you might, you might want to call it, here, here's our core values. That's what we are calling it. Uh, so what, what is our mission? So we haven't really said it explicitly, although we've had it on our website for maybe a month or so. It is, we want to equip the church. And by the church, we mean the church universal, people who call themselves followers of Christ. We want to equip the church to promote a free society. Uh, that's why we exist. We want to provide content to proclaim that libertarian is the most consistent expression of Christian political thought. And we want to persuade Christians that that expression of our faith inclines us to the principles of liberty uh, and free markets. So what we're going to do here for this podcast episode and the next four episodes is we're going to talk a little bit about our mission, uh, our vision, uh, a little bit of the history of the organization, and we're going to go over the first core value. And then in subsequent episodes, we are going to talk about the other core values. So, Norman, how about you give us um, a brief history of LibertarianChristians.com and now what we now call Libertarian Christian Institute? Sure, Doug. I'd love to, to talk a little bit about our history here. Uh, the Institute really comes from uh, a, a basic idea that I had in, well, really prior to 2008, um, but it kind of came in, in its first iteration in 2008 in the wake of the Obama election. Uh, I, so I started actually out uh, creating a little website on Blogspot, uh, just called The Christian Libertarian. But I quickly decided that I wanted to go ahead and buy a domain name and, uh, and, and, and try and do a little more than just than what was a Blogspot uh, blog at the time. Uh, and, and with some discussion with some friends, I found that the best domain name that I could get for what I was looking to do was just libertarianchristians.com. And so that became the uh, the initial website and it has been ever since essentially so libertarianchristians.com kind of became the the, the name of the uh, the whole organization if you will and so what did you start- write about back then like what were some of the things that you were writing about uh, 
first few years. So, yeah, funny you yeah, kind of asked that because a lot of those articles from um, from those early days were actually written even before I started the website. And they're still often the most cited stuff that we even have at, uh, at our at our website. Uh, for instance, the the articles that are, that I've titled New Testament Theology of the State, which I, I think still maintain a lot of uh, importance to us as an organization and, and something we disseminate a lot because we talk about some very critical issues in theology, uh, namely Romans 13 and Matthew chapter 22. Uh, as uh, Doing exegetical work in those, in those arenas is difficult, um, and those articles really, you know, kind of encapsulate a lot of what we think on those issues, and we've expanded upon it since then. But those were actually written before I founded the website, amazingly enough. And uh, but those were some of the first things I put I put up. But also did a lot of of uh, just news analysis, a lot of uh, sm- shorter articles that were about theology or about libertarian ideas. Uh, just trying and, and and from the very begin from the very beginning, it was all about trying to convince Christians that libertarianism uh, was a was a viable way uh, to for or a viable political orientation for a Christian. Uh, I be you know obviously I became convinced of that and that there's so, there were already so many libertarians who were Christians, but what I found at the time is that even though there were a lot of Christians in the libertarian movement, they weren't very vocal, and and as we've said before in this podcast, it's not necessarily for lack of having a voice, um, but that really the, the 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 louder voices in the movement were often those that were not Christian. At the time, uh, you know the the Ayn Rand type people and whatnot. So there's there's a lot of misperception uh, that at that time about the nature of Christianity and liberty, uh, you know, especially as perceived by Christians. And so it was my it was my goal to try and create a a website that could help kind of push our push this idea forward that it that libertarianism and Christianity really are compatible. And in fact, it's it's the most consistent way of thinking about politics. Um, in the Christian faith is to to approach it from a libertarian point of view. And, uh, you know, we had some great success in those early years in getting the name out there. And uh, I, I would say that, you know, that LCC, as it was, was pretty instrumental in in making, uh, making these ideas more well-known and more accepted in a variety of different venues. Uh, I, I've been, you know, very, very pleased and, and privileged to be part of that and being able to uh, talk to people all over the libertarian community, uh, whether you're talking about, you know, the the um, the, the major institutes, you know, people, places like Mises or Cato or the Independent Institute, a variety of different places uh, would, would, uh, would, you know, cited my work and were interested in talking and it became a, it became a thing. And uh, over time, a lot of you, you listeners here now, and then and many others, um, said that this needs to, you know, this needs to get bigger. And so we kept trying to build it, and we brought on more authors, and and that's when Doug came on board, and uh, and then we we did the Christians for Liberty conferences eventually, and and just kept building and building and building until now, uh, nearly ten years later. I mean, technically, it's in November of this year. Will be, you know, LCC's. 10th anniversary, if you will. I mean, that's exciting when you think about it. 
that so much has happened since then. We've had, you know, multiple presidential campaigns for Ron Paul, <laughs> and we've had, you know, so many interesting things to help promote libertarian ideas in the marketplace today. And uh, and it's exciting to be to have been part of that. I think and to to really have helped grow the movement in a way that. Um, we hadn't quite seen as much of theretofore. And in many respects, though, I think what we just have to admit is that it's not really something new that we're doing. Uh, we're trying to recapture the the liberal ethos of of old, which came from the Christian perspective. Uh, and that's that's exciting is to get back to what Christians did believe about freedom and liberty and uh, and realize that 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 allows us to live at peace with everybody. That's where we've been, um, and we continue and and you know, we hope and uh, that this is going to keep growing. We're going to work our darndest to make sure that happens, and uh, we we just want everybody to join us in that. So LCC LibertarianChristians.com became LCI a couple years ago. We're now a five hundred one C three organization. Talk a little bit about the uh, transition from being a website to being an organization. Sure. Yeah. As the as the website grew and it became more notorious or notoriable, if you will, uh, it became evident that there was more that we could do if we began to leverage resources a little differently. And, you know, it's arguable that that you don't have to do that as a 501c3, but we uh, we counted the cost and we made a lot of prayerful considerations and felt that arguably the best way that we knew how to take a new step to promote the vision of a free society from a Christian point of view, uh, that to, to do that, we wanted to become an actual institute, a uh, 501c3 organization. And that gives us a different kind of leverage point when you can solicit uh, donations in a new way and uh, use kind of that status of being an institute where you've invited scholars to participate, you've invited um, people to uh, to participate in new ways. Uh, that gives you an organizational push or a thrust, if you will, to push forward in a new way. Um, we felt that was a good decision to make, and you know, and so far we we feel like that this is it's it's growing and it's going to keep growing, and this is the right path forward here. We've brought on a lot of of uh, new projects as a result, and uh, with our donors' help, we've been able to do things such as this Libertarian Christian podcast, such as creating our own academic journal. We're continuing to try and expand into doing both events in cyberspace, uh, such as our conferences that we that we've been hosting. You know, you'll be hearing more about those sorts of things in the future as well. And we're trying out new things that we didn't have the bandwidth to really do as a just as just a website at that point. So going and uh, and making this into a, a full-blown institution was prayerfully considered and it really is a good decision so that we can start doing things differently and have kind of an institutional array of uh, of options around us in order to push the vision forward. And you know, and to that end, that's like part of why it's important for us to even have this mission statement and our and our vision and core values even out there and visible for people so that those of you who are not as familiar with LCC's history are able to kind of come on board and say, ah, I see what these people are about and I know what they're trying to accomplish. I agree with that and I want to support it. Uh, and so this is a way of being visible in a new way, especially to those who have not really heard about what we're all about. It also means that people can use this as a promotional tool themselves. You know, maybe they already buy into our way of looking at things and they call themselves Christian libertarian or libertarian Christian, but they don't know how to 
you know, promote it in a certain way. And so we want to become that kind of resource where we can equip them to promote it better. We can equip them to actually like literally give them content to share, uh, whether it's, you know, just sharing content that we have, but give them, give them wording, give them phraseology, give them a foundation for why we are Christian libertarian. I know that in my faith journey, when I come across authors and people who express their faith in a certain way and their beliefs and reasons for their belief in a certain way that I wasn't able to come up with, it's just a big relief uh, because I'm like, oh, I kind of felt that, but I just didn't have the words. And so sometimes it's a matter of putting words to what people already know or already feel, and they just don't know how to express it. So with that, let's actually talk about our core values. What does LCI stand for, and what do we hope that every Christian eventually will stand for? Uh, Nick, I'm going to have you... Uh, uh, Nick, why don't you lead us through that? Right. So over these next few weeks, we're going to be diving in-depth into all five of these points, but we're just going to kind of do a little bit of an overview here right now before we start to take a closer look. So the first core value is Christian political philosophy should be informed by a holistic view of scripture, reason, and historical theology. And what we mean by that is that when you're looking at the entirety of the biblical narrative, a lot of it has to do with the rightful kingship of God in Christ and how that is being reactuated in the world through the ministry of Christ and his church and the power of the Holy Spirit. So the entirety of the biblical narrative has a strong anti-imperial theme because God is the only true king. And when we get into this kind of rigid biblicism where you're just looking at isolated texts outside of the context of the whole Bible and the whole of theology and how the church historically has thought about these things, it can lead us astray into thinking that, oh, well, I'm just going to use the Bible to support whatever political platform or party I want to. So progressives do this, conservatives do this, anybody can do this. Hey folks, Norman Horn here from LCI. Would you do us a quick favor and rank us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe to us? High rankings helps us get the word out there. And now let's get back to the show. So the second core value is a free and civil society depends upon respect for the non-aggression principle. And this is actually just a very uh, baseline framework for what it means to be a libertarian, the non-aggression principle, meaning you don't go out and initiate force. Uh, the non-aggression principle allows for self-defense. It doesn't require it, but it allows it. Uh, but what it does not allow is for you to go out and coerce other people who are engaging in otherwise peaceful activity, even if you don't like it, even if it's stupid, even if it's wrong, uh, provided they aren't harming someone else in that activity directly, violating someone else's rights. A free and civil society depends upon respecting the non-aggression principle. Now, a lot of times it's raised against libertarians that libertarians are libertines or that being a libertarian means that you, know, you have to endorse whatever decisions somebody's making with their life. And that's not true. Uh, you can condemn, you can advise, you can say this is wrong, you shouldn't do this, this is stupid, this is evil, whatever. The, the point is, you just don't go use coercion and force to make somebody do what you think they should do. And we would argue that's, that's a very New Testament and Christian ethic. 
The third core value is that individual liberty and the common good are not at odds. So about a year ago, we actually had Jeffrey Tucker on our show because he was was responding to Pope Francis, and it's, it's plausible that Pope Francis had even uh, attacked Jeffrey's book, which had recently been translated into into Latin and uh, or, or Spanish. And so it is it, it is very common to hear from the Christian left that libertarianism is individualistic and that it doesn't take into account the the overall good of society and caring for our neighbor and, and loving the poor and helping the poor and the disenfranchised. But we would argue that individual liberty and the common good actually go together. And that when you have a free society, uh, both socially and economically, that flows together to create a, a, a world in which people can exercise their God-given roles as, as creators, as innovators, as people who are meant to live in community with one another. And actually, that provides the best, uh, the best foundation and basis for furthering the good of our neighbor. Individual liberty and the good of the collective go together. And along those same lines, the fourth core value is that social institutions matter for human flourishing. And here we're really talking about the institutions that flow out of nature, things like family and marriages and churches and social organizations and businesses. These are important institutions that are absolutely vital and intrinsic to what it means to be a human. The state is is the aberration on that. The state is the unnatural institution. So we believe in, in strong social institutions, and they're absolutely critical. But as was argued by Robert Nisbet, as the power of the state grows, the rightful influence of these other natural social institutions diminishes. They always, they always move in sort of inverse order. So if you have a big state, you're weakening the natural institutions, whereas if you lessen the state, you're strengthening the natural institution. And then the fifth core value is that Christian theology affirms the essential tenets of free market economics. Now, that doesn't mean that you can extract every principle of, let's say, Austrian economics out of the Bible. I mean, there's some people who, who argue that you can, but we don't, we don't necessarily subscribe to that view. But what it does mean is that Christian theology provides a framework and an ethic which respects private property, uh, which respects the, the ability of people to be good stewards over what God has given them without being forced through taxation, which is a form of theft, to do what others think they should do. That basically, when we respect the non-aggression principle, that necessarily entails a respect for free market economics, and that this flows naturally out of Christian and, and New Testament ethics. Uh, it, it flows out of love for one's neighbor, love for one's enemies, uh, having what Greg Boyd calls a power-under approach to viewing the world and the kingdom rather than a power-over. In other words, rather than dominating and pushing your will on other people through persuasion and service and respect and love, uh, which, which pairs just beautifully with, with the free market, that's how you're really going to change things and, and better the world. So these are our five core values, and everything that we, we sort of produce and talk about or write about as the Libertarian Christian Institute 
ties back in some way to one or more of these five points. And we also expound on these on our website, libertarianchristians.com slash mission. So if you want to uh, look at a little bit more of a, of a lengthier definition of, of what we've outlined here, you can check that out. You can share it uh, with your friends, family on social media. Just kind of give a, a, a quick, but a, a quick but but somewhat detailed explanation of what would a Christian libertarian believe and why, and how it ties back to to our faith primarily, and and how that all links in with our with, with our political philosophy. So over these these coming weeks, we're going to be diving deeper into each one of these points and really exploring it, but. This kind of sets the framework and the vision for where the organization is going and the content that we'll be producing. Nick, thanks for going through all that. I want to mention here, too, that these core values, while not exhaustive, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's so much here that we could say. There's so many things that we could put out. Uh, we could talk about faith statements. We could talk about you know, where we all are as as Christians and, and all of this too. But really what we wanted to do here was elucidate just a few points that describe, you know, what our organization as a whole is trying to do uh, rather than, than try and, and come up with a, um, an entire, you know, dissertation length uh, work that explains everything that we believe in totality. Uh, that's not useful for anybody, really, when it comes down to it. And although it may make some people frustrated that maybe we included one thing that you're like, ah, well, you know, I'd probably express it a little differently. Or you might say, well, I, I find something else to be really important. It's one of my biggest issues. It's a, it's a huge reason why I'm a libertarian or why I'm a, why I'm a Christian libertarian in particular. And, and you didn't emphasize it enough. Well, you know, that's that's possible. Um, but but really what it comes down to is we kind of wanted to boil it down to these essential components that anybody who kind of falls into the camp of, of saying, yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm a libertarian as well, that you can look at this and go, yeah, I can get on board with these things. Uh, and, that, and that we can then come together around that and, and innovate from there. Uh, this is not the be-all and end-all of everything that we believe. Uh, it's not the be-all and end-all of libertarianism. It doesn't say everything that's possible, but it's a, it is a starting point. It's a jumping-off point where we can uh, move from there and do great things with that. Uh, and, and ultimately, we have a vision that we're trying to accomplish that kind of springs from this. And so, Doug, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the vision that we have going forward here as an organization. Yeah, so as an organization, the Libertarian Christian Institute, you know, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier, maybe I explicitly said said this, that we want to become the place that Christians uh, refer to uh, and come to to be equipped about uh, promoting the message of liberty, promoting a free society, uh, however you want to put that. I mean, there's a hundred ways to, to say what we do and what we're trying to do here. Uh, but you know, we're, we're not trying to like promote a party, uh, you know, the libertarian party or any other particular party. We're not really specifically about politics per se. We want to promote a free society. So how do we do that? Well, there's a number of ways that we do that. One of them is you're listening to it right now. And it's the libertarian Christian podcast. Uh, we have, we have done, uh, over a year of podcasts, uh, because the 
learning doesn't happen just by reading. There's new ways of learning, and one of them is by listening. I listen to podcasts personally uh, while I work around the house. We want to provide uh, content for people who like to listen. We want to provide more content for people who like to read. We've had people say, "Ah, I'm not into podcasts. That's fine. Uh, And so we want to provide the kind of content that people who love to read can read and really like read over and over again and keep getting more out of the same content. Uh, And so we want the content that we produce to be not just like, you know, a paragraph of like, hey, here's here's a quick thought on something. Although from time to time we do that, we we want um, our contributors to contribute to your journey into libertarianism even if it's just a matter of understanding where are we coming from if you don't buy buy our way of looking at things um so i think it's it's interesting that uh a lot of people sort of assume that the default position for christians or for christianity when it comes to politics is domination and control and we want to be an institution that stands up and resists that assumption and proves them wrong. That the default theological, uh, biblical perspective is actually anti-domination, anti-control, uh, as, as we alluded to Greg Boyd's uh, power under love uh, earlier. So, we want to equip uh, Christians to spread the message of liberty. It could be through podcasts, it's through our academic journal, it's through our website. We promote books. We have actually a quote-unquote bookstore on our website uh, that just basically uh, sends you to Amazon, and we get some of the profits there, um, a very small percentage. So we also have some plans to create materials for you Christian libertarians who want to spread the message of liberty among your friends and at church uh, or in your family or maybe even at your business. We want to support you. Because we know that I, I, I joked to Norman uh, about 10 years ago, uh, or not quite 10 years ago, I guess it was about eight years ago, right before I came on to uh, libertarianchristians.com as a writer. I said, you know, I feel like I was sort of joking. I said, I want to get the domain name The Lonely Libertarian because I felt like I was the only person uh, who I knew who was also a libertarian and a Christian. Uh, and so I. We know that people are kind of lonely out there. Some some of you are, and you don't know anybody personally who like is passionate about liberty in the same way that you are, and for the same reasons. And so we want to give you the tools to help spread that message, uh, and also connect you with others uh, who might be who might be near you. Our goal is to create for you the kind of content that you can rely on, uh, the kind of content that you can come back to and uh, kind of refuel for yourself uh, to share with other people. We, we try not to be overly provocative uh, in sort of the uh, bombastic sense. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, well, right. <laughs> well, what, the, the idea is that we want, we want to in some way attract people who are kind of like, oh, well, I've never thought of it that way before. We don't want to just like turn everybody off by our radical position when we have them because we do have some radical positions. I mean, it's pretty radical well, to, to affirm nonviolence in society, uh, which is sad, but it, it seems to be true. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we will stand on what we believe we need to stand on. And we, we have, we have stated that. And yet at the same time, we want, we want people to, to read us. Um, and so we, we definitely want to create that kind of content. And to that end as well, it's important to kind of point out here that we can't do this in a vacuum. A major, a major part of getting this literature out there. Uh, our mission, our vision, our core values is so that it can inspire it, it's so that you can inspire you. Uh, we want you to to connect with us about that. 
Uh, we hope that you'll help us help you, if you will, to give us ideas about how we can help you. We are looking for that, and we and we really do um, read every message that anybody sends to us via our website, or we read and we try to respond to everything that we can. We read every single Facebook uh, message that you guys send us, and we respond as quickly as we can. Uh, we we re- we're trying our best to be responsive to to the community through all all of the means that we have: our Facebook page, our humongous discussion group, the the website communications that come out there. If you respond to us in some way, you'll probably hear back from us too. So let us know what you're thinking and what you want to see as well. We may not necessarily do it everything that is asked of us because we just can't. We don't have full bandwidth. But if you provide us with ideas on how we can serve you, we're certainly going to try to help you as best that we can. So you can read this mission, vision, and core values at libertarianchristians.com slash mission. So not only can you read the actual mission statement, which we've read for you here uh, on this podcast, but you will also be able to read a little bit more of an explanation uh, and further elaboration on each one. There's a little bit of a frequently asked questions about our organization itself, uh, maybe kind of covering some of the things that maybe people are wondering, well, why didn't you talk about this or something like that? So we do we do have a little bit of that. And of course, in future episodes, we will go over each one of the core values Uh, as an episode in and of itself. So I know some of you are looking forward to that because one of them probably really appealed to you and you're like, I want to hear more about that. Well, that's what we're going to deliver for you uh, because we knew you were going to ask for it. So you don't even have to ask. So we're going to. Um, So we'll just save you the time writing us an email about that. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Libertarian Christian Podcast. If you liked today's episode, we encourage you to rate us on Apple Podcasts to help expand our audience. If you want to reach out to us, email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. You can also reach us at LCI Official on Twitter. And of course, we are on Facebook and have an active group you are welcome to join. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Libertarian Christian Podcast is a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute, a registered 501c3 nonprofit. The audio engineers were Doug Stewart and Jason Rink, and voiceovers were by Matthew Bellis and Caitlin Horn. If you'd like to find out more about the LCI, please visit us on the web at www.libertarianchristians.com. 